Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, are my guys Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. And there have, ever since the NFL has ended, there has been nothing but speculation on top of speculation, on top of speculation. For every player in the NFL, whether you've got a massive contract going on right now or if you are just a free agent, when I say just, I mean you are a free agent and you're expected to go somewhere else possibly. But if you've got a big contract, there's still speculation on whether or not you're going somewhere else, you know, because that's what people like to do. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about quarterbacks and possible destinations where would be a good fit for some of these guys uh whether you know they are technically a free agent like a certain guy who got released by the raiders almost said oakland las vegas raiders uh and or you know someone who is technically under contract right now like say another quarterback over for green bay right uh let's let's talk let's get into this a little bit uh gerard I'm going to give you the floor first, man. You pick a quarterback and you tell me if you think that they, they're going to stay where they're at or where they go and where would be a good place for them to go. Uh, Well, I think the main one that all the reports have been saying is, uh, you know, Derek Carr to New York. Um, you know, there's been reports saying that, you know, they're telling him that he could possibly be a first ballot Hall of Famer and, you know, projectory is this and that, uh, that I was reading and, you know, he, he already, uh, got released. So, um, that might be a good fit for him with the, the struggles that they've been having. They, they, they need a, I guess a gunslinger, uh, somebody that can lead and throw the ball. They got a lot of, uh, good young talent. Um, and I think that probably would be the best fit, uh, for New York is somebody like Derek Carr that, you know, got, had a lot of success in this league, you know, throw the ball for, 4,000 yards every year seems like, you know, got a good down, uh, got a good deep ball. And then when you look at the offense with the receivers that they got, the running backs and, you know, just the weapons that they have, you know, that can end up being a, a very competitive, possibly dangerous team. Um, you know, that was their main issue this this past season was just the struggles from the quarterback position. And uh, and I think Derek Carr can fix that. I think that would be a good opportunity and a good fit for him. Hey, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season from the NBA, NFL, baseball, you name it. They've got it. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Well, continuing on with the Derek Carr thing, I, I've seen a lot of people. Um, news and, and and guys like us sitting there talking about um you know certain teams because of certain cities whether it be media fans whatnot that certain quarterbacks wouldn't be able to handle that situation right um rodney is is that a real thing is it is that where you know where certain players can't handle um, you know, playing in a, in a big market team like, say, the Jets or the Giants or something of that nature? 
Yeah, I, I think that does have a, a huge effect, you know, on players, you know, and the mental aspect, uh, you know, and being in the that huge market, you know, there, there's always criticism that that will be there, that will exist, you know, whether you wanted to or not, you know, places like Philadelphia, you know, both New York teams uh, and, and elsewhere. But those are the three that stand out to me the most. And, you know, I've lived it for for uh, six years in Philly and, you know, it's, it's truly like you, you can make it here. You can make it anywhere. Uh, there's always a storyline or headline going on that a lot of writers are, are searching for. And uh, it adds a, a great deal of pressure. And, you know, like, just like anything else, man, pressure, it, it, it creates diamonds or burst pipes. And so, you know, it just all depends on your mental state. Uh, and, and how you're able to handle it. But being the quarterback, you're going to take a lot of the heat, but you're also going to get a lot of love, right? So, you know, for me, I'm I'm thinking otherwise. Like, I'm always thinking positive. Like, man, look, I do what I need to do. I'm going to be loved here forever. Uh, and so that's the mentality that you have to have, you know, but you have to know what comes with the territory, of course. And I think for, you know, Gerard, he, he's talking about Derek Carr. I'm, I'm going to go, you know, another quarterback that I think could land – uh, with the Jets and and that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of speculations about him leaving and, and, you know, I, I think it, his run may have come to an end in Green Bay, unfortunately, you know, even though he's still on a contract and then you have the connection with, you know, Nathaniel Hackett that they're saying they, they hired, you know, to try to uh, be, be that uh, connector between him and him and Aaron Rodgers to bring some comfortability for him to come over. Uh, I think that was a strategic play. And so we'll see how it plays out. But I think A-Rod might find himself in New York. Uh, and I see, think he's somebody that can handle that pressure. See, I I, I don't know if I, I'm going to agree. I don't say I, I do think he can play in New York, but I think the media, I think him and the media would hate each other just off of how Aaron's been the past, I, I would say, couple years in the media just from Green Bay standpoint. I mean, obviously he does. Uh, the Pat weekly McAfee. show with Pat McAfee, and that's but opened up. It could up be a up. play. It could be a play because we never you feel know. Me? Like strategic. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It, it it definitely could be a play. You know? <laughs> uh, I can I can just see Aaron maybe having a bad stretch of games or something, and the media just you know ripping him. And he's not the type that's just gonna sit there and let the media rip him. He's gonna he's gonna fire back, and it could just become <laughs> one of them situations. That's, I don't know though. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I yeah. see Aaron. I see Aaron somehow, some way falling to San Fran. Somehow, some way. Whoa. Mm. That would Ooh. yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be bad either. Uh but yeah, I, I think he could find himself close to a studio, if you know what I mean. And man, that's New York and that's California. <laughs> so like those two in itself, it, it, it works out. Oh my. You know, well, 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 if Aaron ended up in San Fran, what happens with Trey? Do they just keep Trey uh, sitting there for a few years underneath Aaron? I think they're looking at it like their windows right now. Um, you know, they've been trying with Trey and Garoppolo, you know, the past few years. And unfortunately, Trey didn't get his opportunity because he got hurt. Uh, but he was definitely going to have his opportunity this year. But I think they're looking at it from a standpoint of like, man, we got the weapons in place. We got a great defense like our windows right now. And uh, everybody knows Aaron Rodgers window is right now as well. You know, he's on the latter end of his career, so he don't have time to kind of build or, you know, restart anything. He wants to go somewhere to where he knows he, he'll be a contender immediately. You don't think that what they'll. Uh, yeah, I was getting ready to say, what about Brock? You don't believe in Purdy? 
I believe in Purdy, but at that same token, I think Purdy's trajectory could, you know, I think he could end up being uh, even better than what he's already is if he can sit and kind of watch a great one in front of him because he didn't really get that opportunity uh, to really watch somebody and develop and learn some of the things that, you know, uh, could possibly ascend his career as well. But Purdy might be fine, but I mean, we know he's having elbow surgery. Uh, as well so we don't know how he's going to respond you know to that situation as well well how about this with with green bay if if you're the green bay gm you don't want to trade him inside the conference do you uh, business is business for the right price i think, I think you'll do whatever you got to do you know at yeah. the end of the day yeah. yeah at least it's not the same division that that yeah you know yeah i don't think you want to go but the conference is a little different than okay. the division I'm not okay. trying to see him twice a year. I tell you that. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. I, yeah, yeah. You don't want to see him in Tennessee, you know, or something like that. If you're a Colts fan, that's for darn sure. That's another big question. There's been a little talk about what's going to go on in Tennessee, and uh, you know, is Ryan Tannehill going to still be there? Are they going to go up and grab somebody else? And and I've I have thought about man, what if Ryan? I think Ryan Tannehill would be really good in New York. I really do. You know, uh, that's that's another situation. But with everything that's going on with the whole Derek Carr and the Jets and they said, you know, the meeting and everything went great and all that, that'd be wow. I think uh, I think Ron Tannehill, there's just limitations there. And I think, you know, New York is like Gerard said, is looking for somebody, a gunslinger. You know, when you have the talent that they have on the outside and Gary Wilson, you know, Elijah – uh, in the slot, Elijah Moore and, you know, the rest of those guys, then, you know, you need to find a quarterback who can get those, can get them the ball. And not only, you know, in the screen game or underneath routes, but also stretch the field, uh, you know, and put stress on your defense. So I, I think they're looking for somebody, you know, who can fit that role and allow their playmakers to showcase their, their true abilities. Okay, so both of you are in agreement that you feel like the Jets are going to go after a veteran, stable mm. quarterback rather than going after another young one like they have year after year after year after year? I, I think so, just off of – I mean, and I think part of it is, like Rodney said, is just that pressure of, of being in a big market uh, city. You would want some type of veteran that, that you feel can handle uh, what's going to be thrown at him. I mean, obviously we saw – uh, with with Zach Wilson that, you know, he didn't handle the media, you know, in a way that he should. It was a couple times he kind of threw his teammates under the bus. And that that's that's part of the media, you know, a asking you certain questions in a way that you might, you know, have to really think about what you say before you say it because they will spin it in any type of way or any type of fashion that they can spin it. So I think you need a veteran quarterback that can just handle – the youngness of that team you know the leader the, the leader of that team needs to be somebody that's established somebody that's well respected uh that the young guys can just follow and follow their lead and follow their professionalism and uh, all those type of things because if you put another young guy uh as your leader over there you know it's just no telling you know the results that you will get at the end good point yeah absolutely now um we got uh, a certain thing called the franchise tag uh, out here and getting ready to be able to drop those on people. Here's the big question. We got two quarterbacks out there right now in the league that 
there's probably going to be at least one of them going to be tagged. All right. We got Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. We got Daniel Jones with spring. Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the super light collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. Giants. Uh, let's, let's start off with Lamar Jackson. He's been uh, trying to deal with a, a contract extension uh, for over a year now. And, you know, after what happened this past season, you know, I am really curious to see how this all ends up playing out. What are your guys, Gerard, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think you got to pay him uh, and you got to pay him, you know, what he wants at the end of the day. I mean, you got a, a, a player that we haven't seen before that can do some of the things that he can do. Uh, from a running standpoint, and I think he's an underrated passer. He just don't get the credit, you know, that other quarterbacks get when it comes to his passing. Uh, but if you take Lamar Jackson, you know, from the Ravens, obviously we saw what they look like with Adam this year with the games that he missed. But if you got a whole season, you got to revamp your whole roster uh, if you take him away because they're built right now to to fit some of the strong skill sets that he brings to the table um i think you sign lamar jackson give him what he want and you try to add some receivers that can go down and stretch the field and you know um take some pressure off loading the box on him to where he can kind of be the dynamic person that you know that uh that we've always known lamar jackson to be they got some good running backs in place you're just missing one or two just good receivers that can stretch the uh stretch the field and cause some pressure on defenses uh, and not everybody just sitting back with all eyes on 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 Lamar. So I think you pay him. If you don't, I think you're setting. I ain't gonna say setting your franchise back, but you're gonna have more work to do with your roster uh, if you don't pay him and let him, or don't pay him and you trade him or do whatever you're gonna do. But he might get tagged and they figure out a deal then. But uh, I definitely think that Lamar needs to be the franchise guy uh, going forward in the future for the Ravens. Rodney, pay the man. You know, he, he paid a man like he's he, different, man. It's it's just he, different on yeah. the field with him. He's he's due uh, league MVP. You know, he's he's the leader, clear leader of that team, that organization. Um, you know, he's been in the playoffs. He's a threat, uh, not only in the run game, but like, you know, pass game. But I, I think what you do is like to Gerard's point, you know, you have to surround him with just a few more weapons. Right. Uh, have those conversations with him and include them in that discussion uh, on, on what, you know, what do you need to be successful, right? Him, the offensive coordinator, GM, like, what do you need to be successful? And so I think Mark Andrews, as though he's a great outlet and a great tight end, you know, it's so easy to, you know, double team inside defenders. You, you know, you need another threat on the outside to complement Andrews, but also the, the running game that they have. You know, you know the effect of the running backs, but also the fact that Lamar Jackson can bring two, he's unaccounted for. And so, you know, now you put true stress on, on the defense, right? Like you're going to load the box 
and you're going to play, you know, the run game or you aim to stop our weapons on the outside. I mean, you saw in college, you know, he has the ability to throw the ball down the field. That's their MO, you know, run, play action, attack, you know, take shots down the field. So I think he's very deserving of of an extended contract and not uh, a, a one year prove it deal again. Like wh- what more do you have to prove? You know, you saw without him, you know, what they look like. And with him, you ask any defender in this league, uh, eight, mm. eight, it, you know what I'm saying? It's circled on every single play. Absolutely. And, and, and like, it makes you change your scheme so much, man. Like, there's so much you have to prepare for. Like, I remember the first time we played against him, you know, we implemented, you know, new de- defense pretty much just to, to stop him. To, <laughs> just to stop him. Like, and, and like, and so that's how special he is, man. He has that impact. And so, uh, any team will be lucky to have him, but I think he's a great fit in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Colts the last couple of years have played uh, him twice, and both games the Colts were up by 21 at one point in the game, and Lamar Jackson brought them back and won those games either at the end of the game or in overtime. So it, it is it is uh, definitely time to pay that man. He's going to get his money, whether the Ravens decide to give him the money or not. He'll get it from somewhere. I'll guarantee yeah. that. Yeah, um, right yeah I, I think they will too. Moving on, Daniel Jones um, definitely definitely had the best. <laughs> yeah, definitely had the best year of his career uh, this past season. Um, it was top ten in just about every quarterback statistical stat there is. Um, but rumor is the man wants forty five billion a year. And the tag this year is for him would be about 34. Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, the rumor is the Giants want to keep Daniel Jones. You know, they want to keep Saquon and Jones. But I don't know if you can pay both these guys, you know, uh, the the amount of money that both of these guys want. Uh, Gerard? Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think it'll be like he's asking for 45, his tag somewhere between 34, 35. Maybe they mm-hmm. meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, because if that's what the market, you know, says, that's just what the market, that's just what it is. And that don't necessarily mean that he, his play is worth, you know, 40 million a year, 45 million a year, even though he's having a, he, he had a great year last year. But if that's, that's the business side of it. But from Daniel's perspective, he has to understand. All right, we got Saquon up too. Mm-hmm. Um, we we we're we're building something special. Uh, we made it to the playoffs. Um, you know, if I take a team friendly type deal, we'll be able to keep Saquon and add some other pieces. So he got to kind of look at it from, you know, like what do I really want to do? Do I do I want to just cash out? And uh, get as much as I can, which I don't fault him. You know, as a player, I don't fault you trying to get every single dollar that you can possibly get uh, while you're playing. But, you know, from like I said, from his standpoint, he's going to make a, a ton of money regardless. And if he want to build something and get back in the playoffs, and if you look at that division, you know, the Cowboys will still be there. Philly's going to be there for a long time. Uh, and uh, you got Washington that that's going to be there. Uh, and if he want to keep the Giants – kind of ahead of schedule, uh, I think he's going to have to take a team-friendly deal so uh, they can get some other players in that building to uh, help better their situation. Rodney, you're, I mean, you already gave us a little bit of your thoughts, <laughs> but you want to expand on that a little? <laughs> yeah, I, for me, I understand I, the market is the market, right? You, you know, you can't get around that. And 
he had an incredible year, very timely for him as he's approaching free agency um, and, and, you know, might deserve to to get paid. But, you know, if I'm the Giants, man, there's a couple of things that I'm thinking about. And that's, you know, do I really want to invest long term when I haven't I haven't seen, you know, much of, of Daniel Jones mm-hmm. and consistency there. And and one one key game you point to, right, is the playoff game versus the Eagles. And, you know, when they tried to lean on Daniel Jones a lot more, how effective were they as a true passer? And then when you think about you paying now your your quarterback, do you now adjust in the way that you utilize your quarterback for his health and availability, right? Because there's no way that you want your top investment to to be sitting on the sidelines and, and put him at, at great risk, right? Uh, you know, Daniel Jones, he's he's a bigger guy, you know, but he has been very effective with his legs this particular season and in that Minnesota playoff game. But I think when you talk about him as a true passer, you know, I think there are limitations there. And so you, you just have to figure out what, whether or not you've seen enough to make that sort of uh you know, pay him that amount that he's requesting, or are you a little more hesitant and reserved? And do you think about tagging him maybe for one year and, and seeing whether or not he, you know, he holds true or not. And a a lot of times it'd be strategic when those numbers get thrown out there, because like from your representatives, your agents or whoever's running your business, you're not going to just come out and say, Hey, we're looking for a team friendly deal. You're going to throw out the highest number possible. Uh, just to see if they're going to bite for one, but j- t- but to also not to let them know what you're really thinking or what you're really what you really would take on the low end or uh, or whatever it may be. So uh, that that's kind of normal for me, to, uh, I guess, to me to hear like a high number like that because obviously you know we know that's coming from Daniel's representatives and uh, they're not going to you know sell him any dream short of that uh, just to throw it out to the media like that. So and, then, to, and then you have to look at, sorry, before you uh, go law, and then you have to look at, all right, do you, if do you bring, if you don't bring Saquon back, how does that rush rushing attack complement, you know, Daniel Jones to quarterback, yeah. and to the quarterback? So, you know, there's a lot to your point, right? You, you know, you're asking for a great deal of money, but you have to know a, a key ingredient to your success is, is 26. And so, mm-hmm. If I'm Daniel Jones, yeah, I, I want to get paid, but I also know I, I need my guy. And at that same token, from the Giants' perspective, when it comes to Saquon, been battling injuries the past few years. Uh, we know the limit. We know the shortcomings when it comes to running backs and the years that they have left. You already hear the chatter about Zeke. You know, don't got yeah. much left in Dallas and things like that. So you know, when you're talking about Saquon, do you want to give him top dollar? You know, knowing like, hey, you know, from the uh, looks of it or the statistics or the analytics, whatever the word is I'm looking for, you know, it don't looks great. It don't look great far as the future of what you got left. So I think Mm -hmm. both guys are going to have to sit down and kind of 
kind of come to a uh, to some type of agreement with one another to, you know, take deals to where they're going to get paid, make a lot of money. But you just might not be the highest paid at your position, you know, which is which is fine. But, you know, us football players, we got egos. And a lot of times when you're trying to get paid, you know, you, you're, you, you're trying to set a mark to where, you know, yeah. I'm the highest paid, you know, at my position and, and setting a bar because say Daniel does sign for forty five million. Who's ever the next quarterback up? It's not taking nothing less than forty-five million. You know? So that's how it goes. Exactly. Damn, and you look at and you compare statistics, and you looking at statistics and everything as you yeah. go into the conversations and negotiations. That's real. But at the same time, you know, we talk about you know Saquon Barkley having a little bit of an injury history and and you know how you know the longevity of running backs and things of that nature. I'll guarantee every single player, coach, and fan for the San Francisco 49ers is all good about what, you know, what they gave up to get CMC, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what he mm-hmm. produced over there this past season. So, yeah. and, but uh, uh, to even say that, CMC went to a good situation. Though. Mm-hmm. CMC didn't go to a team that, you know, missing a wide receiver, a team that don't got a good defense, a team that don't got a good offensive line. CMC went to a team that was already one of the better teams in the NFL. So I think it just that move just helped him just because he's he hasn't been around that many great pieces, you know, in his whole career, which that mm-hmm. also helps your career and longevity as well. Yeah. You know, I can play running back for a long time if I got a great offensive line. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, cause he was, he was great when he was on the field with the Panthers. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just the injury Over thing, time. you know, yeah. uh, speaking of the Panthers, uh, one last note that I'd like to uh, talk about on, on this episode, the Carolina Panthers, right. Uh, Frank Reich, uh, we got, uh, the quarterback sitting over there right now, uh, Philip Walker, Sam Darnold, Matt Corral. I mean, uh, w- do you think they go after one of these? You know, I mean, Frank Reich, I don't how much of it was Frank Reich when he was uh, the tenure with the Colts of, of going out and getting a veteran quarterback every year instead of getting a or, or was that, you know, Ballard? Do you just Frank Reich have his eye on maybe uh, an Aaron Rodgers or something? No, I, I would if, if I'm Frank Reich or if I'm anybody in the Panther, Panthers organization that got a say in that, uh, I'm trying to build through the draft right now just because I got plenty of pieces that I just don't have to be the team that I envision us to be or the team that I want us to be. So if I was to go get an Aaron Rodgers right now, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be upset and calling people out in the media within three, four weeks of the season just because (laughs) we don't got, you know, what he needs to, uh, I guess, be successful or whatnot. So if I'm the Panthers, I got some young pieces. You know, I got a couple good guys on on defense that's doing their thing or whatnot. You know, got a couple, uh, you know, guys on offense that we can work with. Uh, It's just so much. Uh, that they need right now that I don't think it's just one person that they're missing that'll take them over the hump. So if that's the case, I feel like, hey, if I'm Frank White, new coach, just got here, you're going to give me time to kind of build this thing up rather than, hey, we want to win the Super Bowl right now, which that's going to be everybody's dream and goal, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're like one player away from from getting to that level. I think there are multiple, multiple players. Well, I mean, you got... I don't know. I, I would I would think that maybe having, you know, investing in a veteran quarterback while getting all your young pieces in other places through the draft, having oh. that veteran quarterback to be that leader on the team, right? That that might might help. I mean, look at 
uh, the Indianapolis Colts, 2011. We had veteran pieces, kind of, and some young pieces when we went through that 3-13 and 13 year or whatnot. Mm-hmm. They didn't think twice about going to get a veteran quarterback. It was Andrew Luck. Like, we're going through the draft. We're going to do this thing with Andrew Luck. And if you get the quarterback that kind of come in and um, I guess can be – halfway of what you what you thought that you were drafting you can put some pieces around him to where you can be successful enough and still make the playoffs and still be competitive and still uh do what you got to do as a team or whatnot but I feel like if Derek Carr goes to the Carolina Panthers they're still going to be the same old Carolina Panthers in my opinion Hmm. Rodney uh, yeah, I think I don't know if you go for more of uh, the, I guess, tier one, you know, QBs, right? That's what if, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if if, if you do uh, have any interest in in seeking anybody, somebody that just came to mind was, you know, Heineke. Uh, you know, he's a free agent mm-hmm. this year, and th- you know, there's no question what Washington is going to do right now over there. Now bringing over uh, Eric Eric B and. Carson Wentz, you know, situation. So there's been reports about, you know, them possibly, you know, reviving Carson and and allowing him to be the QB or, you know, who knows. But I think that's somebody that you could probably bring in at, at a lesser cost, uh, possibly. Or, you, you know, you, you ride things out with uh, Sam Darnold and you try to work through him. Uh, and as Gerard's point, draft and, and you build up. But, you know, they do have, you know, DJ Moore over there as a receiver. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure who, who else is sitting over there. But, you know, they have some pieces. I, I know Frank's probably, you know, going to be at it already working towards building that offense, you know, back up. I'm sure they have a plan of attack in mind, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. And the AFC South is kind of wide open. You know, Atlanta needs a quarterback. New Orleans yeah. is still, you yeah, know. Yeah, they're all quarterback lists right yeah, over there you know, right so, now. Yeah, and <laughs> NFC South is kind of wide open right now. Yeah, and the departure of Tom Brady to mm-hmm. Tampa. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there's another free agent out there, uh, Baker. Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah, I mean, they're not going to bring him back. They, you know, they got rid of him. Yeah, well, I mean, where do you think Baker ends up going? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Baker, the South Baker. looks the South looks good, you know, for for availability for sure. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's going to be back with Carolina. Like Rodney said, like a a lot of teams have it to where it's like in tiers. Like it's tier one players, tier two players, tier three players. Uh, and you're going to try to, you know, get the best that you can get uh, initially. But after the dominoes start falling, you're kind of like, all right, yeah, we'll take Baker now or we'll take, you know, because all those guys have shown that they can, you know, lead a team. They can start yeah. at quarterback. They can play on this level. Um, so when you look at Baker, I think Baker would be one of those signings that might be in the summertime, you know, a month or two out before training camp. You know, something like that to where he kind of finds his team, finds his role, and uh, you know, go from there. You think you think Baker Mayfield would fit in the offensive system with Tampa Bay? They're needing a quarterback. I I don't know what their offense is going to look gonna like look, though. Yeah, Byron yeah. Leftwich left. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just know. don't know what they're going to look like. Uh, I mean, they got pieces. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, you got Mike Evans, you know, Godwin, and all these guys. They got some pieces over there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, system is everything too. Coaching is everything too. So I'm I'm just not sure what they're going to look like. All right, all right. Well, we're going to keep our ears to the grindstone, our nose to the grindstone, ears to the 
the the ground i guess i don't know wherever you know try try to keep an eye on what's going on throughout the nfl and uh we'll definitely have our opinions on everything as it happens thanks so much for watching i'm lawrence owen with gerard powers and rodney mcleod this was believe in colts brought to you by bet online and as usual go colts do you believe thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube